0: Are you ready to take your marketing and advertising game to the next level? Join us at Advertising Week Europe at Picturehouse Central in London this 16th to 18th of May. Gain unparalleled insights and inspiration from the industry's top minds and network with the biggest brands and agencies in a city known for creativity and innovation. With top industry leaders from brands like Primark, Arla Foods, Uber, and Heineken. Inspiring speakers, including talent supremo Simon Cowell and fashion designer Harris Reed, as well as cutting edge insights, this is your chance to stay ahead of the curve. From AI to brand insights, to the latest in tech and everything in between, Advertising Week Europe has got you covered. Join us at Advertising Week Europe and discover why it's a must-attend event for anyone in the marketing and advertising industry at any level. Register now at advertisingweek.com Europe and use promo code AW25 for 25% off of your passes. On today's episode, we speak with Mark Fisher, president and CEO of OTTX, a not-for-profit trade association that's been supporting the home entertainment industry for over 30 years. Mark discusses the rise of free ad-supported television, or FAST, and why it's a great channel for brands, as well as the X-Fronts, their upcoming two-day event for media buyers in the space. I hope you enjoy this episode. Mark, welcome to the show. I'm so pleased to have you on today, live, well, not by the time anybody hears this, but live at the moment from uh, Las Vegas, one of my favorite places. Welcome.
1: Thanks so much, and it's great to be here,
0: Richard. You're president and CEO of OTTX. Tell us, what is OTTX, and what do you do there?
1: Sure thing. We are a not-for-profit trade association. We've been around, actually, for over 40 years. Wow. Of course not in the of course not in the OTT space. The, uh, but always with the mission of supporting the delivery of entertainment to the consumer primarily at home. we We started out back in the 1980s as a as an association called the VsDA, a video software dealers Association where we were a, a, an association of mom and pop video rental stores. Uh, that was our, our beginning. And we had thousands and thousands of members who once a year converged right here in Vegas for, for a big annual convention and, and learned and collaborated for each other, developing the, the community of what was then the emerging home video business. We evolved over the past 40 years and uh, and twisted and turned and pivoted as the consumer has found different means to access content in the home from the days of the VHS tape to the days of DVD to more recently uh, through what was originally called digital delivery, uh, EST or or, or TVOD, transactional video on on demand into now uh, the AVOD and and fast ad supported space of, of delivering content over the internet into the home. So we, uh, you know, as a trade association, as a not-for-profit trade group, you know, we, you are know, we primarily provide a platform for our community to to collaborate and and to be a community, learn from each other, share with each other. We hold we host conferences. We have a, a variety of of committees and and councils that work on on projects from best practices to standard setting uh and a, a lot, a lot, a lot of meetings and opportunities for the community to gather.
0: Amazing. Well, I, I go way back. So I remember VHS. I remember mom and pop shops. <laughs> I remember all of that. I remember, <laughs> you know, they, the Blu-ray versus HD DVD war that, you know, unfortunately I landed on the HD DVD side, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, So tell me, you know, I mean, you've seen a lot of evolution then in in the past many years and probably see more and more every day. What are some things along the way that have surprised you about how all of this entertainment delivery has evolved over time?
1: Well, quite frankly, I mean, there there was a day that entertainment was when you thought of entertainment, you thought of Hollywood Mm -hmm. and you thought of big studios. You thought of all major content. You thought of everybody watching basically the same thing, whether it's on television, everybody watched the same thing every Thursday night, or whether it was the theaters, everybody was watching the same hits in the in the theaters. I think that the 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 biggest change and the the, the change I think I'm I'm um, um, that's most gratifying for me to see in our industry. And and you ask about where I'm surprised, and I I'm, I'm surprised we're finally getting there, is that this industry is developed into one that is a much more global, much more egalitarian, and much more diverse industry than it had been for the the the, the many, many decades of uh, of being simply Hollywood.
0: And do you think that is because of the delivery methods now in play? I mean, we're really, you know, the internet's global for the most part. You know, yeah. they have to you know, kind of serve up different things in different regions, but you know, we really many of us have all the same access to the same entertainment now. I mean, is that does that play a large part in that?
1: Absolutely. And uh, hey, look, I, I'm here in Vegas because I'm here at NAB, the the broadcasters conference. Yeah. And uh, it used to be you'd walk around NAB and you'd you'd see equipment for uh, for the traditional broadcast TV. Now it's all it's it's all about it's all about streaming. And it's all about uh how I don't want to say easy it is to get into the streaming business because it isn't. It, 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 it's still a, a very complicated business to do it right. However, it's a whole lot easier than it was when when it was monopolized by uh, a, a small group of of, uh, of Hollywood film companies. Uh, the, the globally, the internet provides, as, as you said, the inter- internet provides access around the world. But it's not just about access. It's about, it's about awareness as well. I mean, even though we, uh, we have access to, to so much content, I, I walk into our family room and my wife is invariably watching Korean programming. We never would have <laughs> heard of Korean programming five years ago. Yeah, so it's it, 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 it's it's awareness as well and and promotion. I mean, look, Netflix has done an amazing job making the consumer aware of a variety of programs, documentaries. You know, when I was growing up, documentaries were something that you watched because you had to. Yeah, not because it was it, it, it was entertaining or, or or something that you were driven to watch. Netflix made a whole business out of. Out of bringing documentaries to the consumer, and now that's proliferated. There's just so much more available today.
0: Yeah, it's 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 really amazing to say. I mean, that's an understatement if ever there was one. Tell me about the X fronts.
1: So last year, our board of directors, our board of directors is 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 composed of primarily uh, companies that are in the AVOD and fast pace, as well as uh, as uh, T-Vod and and pod as well but uh our, our our board of directors suggested that we need our industry needs a vehicle for not just the largest of uh of the streaming or avod or fast platforms to get their message out to the the media buyers of about who they are, who their, cons- who their consumers are, and what they have coming up next year. The the traditional upfronts in New York, but the the the, the rest of the community needs an opportunity that, to have that voice as well, and at the same time just have an opportunity to to gather as you know, the largest gathering of that community. So last year in in Los Angeles at the Skirball Cultural Center, we we brought together our for our first X-Fronts, about 300 people. uh, We had presentations from a dozen and a half uh, platforms, channels, networks, uh, ranging from companies like uh, like Cinedigm and and Chicken Soup for the Soul, to small emerging, just starting up uh, platforms and and, and channels. and single individual channels, it's it, it's given those com- it, it's given those companies an opportunity to get in front of media buyers, and as importantly, or more importantly, it's giving media buyers an opportunity to very efficiently, over a, a, a two day period, learn about so many other opportunities for for reaching the consumer. Then they're they're probably used to talking about or hearing about. In these these smaller, what I call enthusiast channels or networks or targeted audience channels or networks.
0: Let's go back to something you mentioned earlier, which is fast, which, as I understand it, is free ad-supported television. Yep, we have a lot of acronyms. Yeah, you do. Svod, <laughs> Avod, yeah. Fast. I, I, I hate to. Don't say- forget Pvod. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> What is FAST? It's not one of the things that has come up, at least in anyone I've talked to yet. You're the first. And so I'm wondering, how do we differentiate between these? Particularly, you know, it's, it's ad-supported. I, when I think ad-supported, I think AVOD. How does FAST differ from AVOD?
1: It's one, it's one word which should make it really clear. It's linear, as opposed to on-demand, which, which is AVOD. So it's your broadcast or cable media guide with linear programming, it's that lean back experience where you go to uh to Zoom TV, go through your channel guide, pick a channel, and you know, maybe you, you you pick the uh the this old house channel and it just runs. And there's a, a program at eight o'clock, there's another at 8:30, there's another at nine o'clock, and it's just that that lean back experience that that as consumers of cut the cord and moved into the, uh, the OTT only space. It's an experience they haven't had wow. and everything's been, uh, been on demand.
0: It's interesting because one of the things I fall into, and I think I probably am far from being alone in this is I'm spoiled for choice so much. I subscribe to generally every service out there. And, you know, there, there's things that, you know, of course I land on and I watch, but, I do long for the days when I could just turn on channel X or whatever it might have been and just let it go. You know, serve me up the stuff that, you know, you've programmed, you know, that you've curated. Is that something that people have missed? And is that why fast is now becoming a thing? I mean, if you fast technically, then I guess the delivery method, be it, you know, over the air, over cable, over the internet is probably irrelevant. I mean, it's the, the same model that we've had, but, you know, as we're starting to see these fast platforms over streaming, start to pop up, you know, I know Amazon has one is that the demand obviously is there.
1: Absolutely. Look, first off, what, since 2012, or over the past 10 plus years, U.S. cable and satellite TV lost 25 million subscribers. So as subscribers have cut the cord, they long for programming. So it started with SBOD, I think the, the 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 original logical evolution was you cut the cord and you started watching more Netflix and you added Hulu, so you got some TV programming. Then eventually, when when launched, you'd add Disney Plus or HBO Max, uh, and maybe you'd you'd spend a little bit more money. And add a virtual MVPD like uh, YouTube TV to get more, more broad programming and more channels. Well, it wasn't too long before people maxed out on the number of subscriptions that they were willing to pay for.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but now they'd already cut the cord, and they still wanted a lot more programming. And eventually, and I think that uh, that the pandemic gave people time to explore eventually people found their way into both AVOD and then eventually fast, fast programming. So uh, it, it, it it allows that consumer to not only watch what they're paying for in SBOD, but watch that broad variety, especially when they, they want, when they have, uh, you mentioned uh, uh, having so much choice, but there, there's, there's a point where people have choice fatigue. And at some point, people do just want that that lean back experience. But beside that, there are are a whole lot of other things that have accelerated it. For one thing, the connected TV. If you buy any TV today, it's gonna be a connected TV. And though not everybody connects it to the, the internet when they bring it home, most do. When you connect your TV, First thing that pops up is, do you want to watch live TV? When you click yes, you're not taken to traditional broadcast or over the air TV. What you're taken to is the Visio, for example, fast programming. And that's helped consumers find their way to fast programming, explore their way through fast programming, and find just how much is available. I mean, I look, I. I always took pride in in, in in being very efficient in my uh, my viewing habits, and never watching anything unless I had recorded it back on my on my TiVo. Today, I really welcome those opportunities to to sit back at night and and go through the fast program guide and find a cooking channel and watch a, and just leave leave it on and sit and and enjoy a couple hours of whatever pops up on that channel or episodes of This Old House or some crazy things that I never thought I would ever watch like the Bob Ross channel. I mean, an entire fast channel of old Bob Ross painting programs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. So, I mean, for the consumer, the discoverability positives are are pretty obvious and I'm certainly no exception. I love all that stuff, but from a, a brand and media buyer perspective, what are the advantages of fast?
1: Well, for one thing, I mean, the, the basic is it's growing. The basic is if, if an advertiser, if, if a brand wants to reach consumers of tomorrow, that's where the consumers are going to be accessing their, their content. That, that, that's number one. I mean, just, Again, walking the floor of NAB today and seeing the the transition of of, of NAV to a world of, uh, of of streaming, that's where the consumer is going to be. Secondly, the brand and, and the advertiser is really allowed to uh, to, to pick and choose uh, channels that target audiences. I mean, there are there are so so many channels that will target, for example, Hispanic a Hispanic audience, Canela, Television Univision, uh, Me Too. There are so many channels, fast channels that, that target Hispanic, so many fast channels that target LGBQT, fast channels that, that target African American, uh, that 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 target Christian broadcasting. That that that's one area. Then you have Targeted programming. I mean, so many channels that that are just all about cooking, all about uh, home repair, DIY, all about travel. So there are so many targeted choices within uh, w- w- within this space as well. I mean, over time, uh, I, I expect that the the ability to to directly understand that consumer that you're inter- interacting with is going to improve and improve over time as well. I think that's going to be a, a, a key reason for engagement.
0: Amazing. Well, let's do a final question. Is always a bit of a crystal ball one. As you look at the industry in five years' time, uh, number one, will there be more acronyms? And number two, what do you suspect we'll, we'll be seeing, you know, how will we be interacting with TV and, and what sorts of things, you know, it feels like all of these are sustainable, you know, every one of these models, but for different purposes. Um, but it does feel as though fast is kind of like the, you know, the, the, the old adage of the more things change, the more they stay the same, but better. Um, how do you see the balance sort of playing out between all of them?
1: Absolutely, Richard. That's that's a really good question. And for one thing, you know, we've learned over the history of of entertainment. Now, yeah, we've always feared the future or current technology, current uh, means of vehicles of distribution have always feared the future and fear competition from the future. You know, theaters feared television, television feared home video, it's all been a creative, it's all been incremental. The, the consumer the, the, the consumer of entertainment, if you're, a, if you're a lover of entertainment, you're a lover of all forms of entertainment. And if you watch movies, you watch TV. If you watch movies in the theater, you watch movies at home. The difference I think in, in, in this case is, we're not talking about a difference in media form. We're talking about a difference in delivery format, and we're talking about going from the old traditional broadcast media format to an internet-based delivery format, which is a whole lot more efficient, a whole more, lot more universal and international and global. Um, and it's something that the, the youth, the, the the young user of today grows up with. So I I think we'll still see the formats of entertainment that we've always had. We'll we'll see more short form entertainment as as that's continued to grow. But I think what the big difference is we're not going to be talking. We're going to have fewer acronyms, not more. We're we're not going to have an acronym that says fast. It's simply going to be TV, an acronym that we've known forever.
0: Interesting stuff. Well, Mark, I appreciate you taking the time to be on the show today. Where can people find out more about OTTX?
1: So we are online at www.ottx.org. And we would welcome your listeners to join us at our X fronts on May 23rd and 24th at the Skirball Cultural Center in Los Angeles this year.
0: Excellent. Well, I thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. I learned a lot. I mean, I learned about a whole new acronym that I've actually been using and wasn't even aware that it was its own separate thing. So that's pretty cool. Thanks so much for being on the show. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Richard. This has been fun.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider subscribing to it, sharing it with friends and colleagues, leaving a positive review for it on your favorite podcast platform, Or my personal favorite, D, all of the above.